And it's time now for Lancer Live. And joining me in studio is Dr. Jeffrey Haas, president of Eastern Wyoming College. Good morning, sir. Good morning. How are you doing this morning? I am well, sir. And who do you have with you today? Well, today we have our Director of Development, John Hansen. Uh, And John and I are actually going to just chat. We are going to chat a little bit about uh, Eastern Wyoming College and and some of the projects that uh, we're currently working on. And John, I'd like to say good morning. Hey, good morning, everyone. Thank you, Dr. Haas. Yeah, you know, it's been a kind of a great weekend for the college. Um, one of the best things about it was we had the 28th Street Dance Studio there. And then also we had the opportunity to host the all-county prom. And so it was wonderful to see, you know, 700 people in the auditorium for the Grand March, um, all of the principals, and of course the students, you know, like throughout the whole entire week um, where they were decorating and just putting the, the best foot forward, it was that kind of energy, uh, and it was a special time, I guess, for a community college to be involved in that, and as we look towards, and I think that's one of the things, and you could probably talk about that, Dr. Haas, I think one of your initiatives was to put more of our funding into the resources, infrastructure, and in our fine arts area um, as a hope to get more people from the community in there. So you could even talk a little bit about that. Absolutely. Um, as a college, you know, we're, we're governed uh, by the Community College uh, Commission, and the Wyoming Community College Commission has a number of priorities. And these are actually a few of the things that we will be working on heavily over the coming uh, not only months and years of evaluating not only what our role as a community college is, but making sure we're following um, what our state sets out for us as an objective. Obviously, um, learning, teaching and learning as a, a primary focus of the community college. But hence the word community, uh, we're much broader than that, uh, even by statute uh, and by commission uh, strategic plan for all the community colleges in this state. We have a fine arts center because at the end of the core of what that uh, means is what type of not only academic programs can we offer, but how can we use, utilize those facilities uh, to provide opportunity for people in our community to actually know more about what our campus is about. So I agree with you uh, this last weekend, um, you know, that particular having an opportunity to allow our local high schools to actually descend upon our campus uh, and do the walk in our fine arts center was phenomenal. And I I think the prom that followed up uh, in the C-Tech Center uh, was another great experience. Uh, I mean, opportunity for our college uh, to help showcase the types of things that we we can offer. In fact, uh, one of the things that uh, we often hear when we host events on our campus is people um, have just become familiar with something they didn't know we had to offer as a college. And I know uh, I've actually asked you as director of development, take a look of opportunities for how we can share the message of what this college is. And and as I noted, uh, we are going to be looking at ways that we can expand the use of these resources, uh, not only for academic programs, but things that involve and engage our community. You know, with that being said, could you share a little bit? I, I know uh, our vice president of uh, student services just recently, we, we actually hosted an event that was 
uh, in conjunction with the University of Wyoming, and we had a career fair, and we actually hosted that same program inside that facility. And can you chat a little bit about that particular event? Yeah, so uh, a couple weeks ago, um, Eastern Wyoming College, in conjunction with UW, we were brought a career fair to the college. And the career fair is really targeted is, is looking at kind of these career technical programs. And so we know that one of the major detriments of going to college is student loan debt. It, it's the second highest form of debt. It only rivals that of uh, credit card debt in America. And that's one of the kind of the geniuses of the community college system is that you really can go to college, change your life, change your future without encumbering all of these just thousands and thousands of dollars of debt. And when we look at young people making decisions, like one of the things is that when people go into debt, um, they delay buying a house, they delay all these important things in life. And so career technical programs, um, and we really look at the kind of the valuation. I mean, sometimes it's a, a year training, sometimes it's two years. And so it was looking at the businesses in our community and, and how they relate to the workforce and that kind of opportunity. And, you know, another reason why community college students are so successful is because they really are earning why they learn and getting them out into the workforce and seeing what kind of jobs and skills are out there. Perhaps one of the major chagrins that colleges have is that, they're really good at educating, but a lot of times they're not great about connecting to the workforce. And that was what was so great about hosting the career fair inside of our career tech education center is that it really connected students to what they could do with jobs employment wise. And so I know that's a huge passion of yours, Dr. Haas, and certainly, um, you know, thinking about FFA and those things. So you may want to expand on that some more, but uh, it was, certainly was a great event. Well, I appreciate uh, those thoughts, uh, and I it, actually that is a passion of mine. Um, we are here uh, to provide an education, but more importantly, putting people on a career pathway, and that path can look very different to uh, various populations that will choose EWC for for education and training. Uh, whether that is through our community ed center. Uh, especially now with the uh, uh, expansion um, and actually really the, the creation of a CDL program and uh, allowing an opportunity for students uh, in a non-credit environment to come to our college and be engaged directly in something that's workforce training. To the credit-based programs, um, again, this is again what we are about. Whether you are a transfer, whether the, whether a student choosing our campus is a transfer student or a career student, again, pathway development is really what we have to have in mind. We need to be speaking with our regularly with our university partners that we're transferring students to on how we articulate um, our our programs and courses into that model. But we also need to be uh, listening very in, uh, intently to our local industry, making sure that what we do as a college and where we're investing the resources um, of this community and of this state, uh, that they're going to have the greatest impact on, again, workforce preparation. So one of the things I would, would note when that career fair, career fair was held in the SeaTech Center, and just I had an opportunity to walk through, uh, say hello to uh, vendors uh, talk to some of the attendees uh, who are high school students, coupled with parents 
who attended. And, and this is something that always is true in a college. It doesn't matter if it's here in, in Torrington um, or across this country. Uh, you'll hear this often. When people walk into the facility, it was interesting hearing people talk about they didn't even not even uh, know that we had some of these programs that we have uh, in the SeaTech Center. And by that, we're talking the cosmetology program, the nursing program, the welding program. These are resources right here in this community that some know about, but not all. And again, these were uh, attendees right from our own local backyard. So it's really important that we are advocating and, and telling that message. And, and I think over the coming months, again, this is something that even here in this particular uh, Lancer Live broadcast, we have an opportunity to help showcase uh, and hear from our faculty and students, which is part of our purpose of helping promote these types of opportunities so people understand what's in their own backyard. And, and of course, um, that was really brought to us uh, in partnership with the University of Wyoming. Uh, they have a great initiative going on right now with their board of trustees. And Dr. Kobe Gull um, really put that together. And, and, and it's uh, I think it's another thing that people can be proud of in the university. Um, they have a real big initiative working with rural families and looking at access to education. And of course, you know, our service area, we serve all the way up to the Montana border. And we're looking at doing quite a few different unique things um, to really promote access to education. And so um, it's just another great partnership. I think it's a great place where EWC has been at the table working together uh, to create those new opportunities for the future. Now, as director of development, uh, you wear many hats at the college. And of course, one that you are highly recognized for uh, is your work with the um, EWC Foundation. And I know as we enter, you know, we're, we're now uh, two weeks out from graduation. Uh, we're in our last, we're now entering our last week of classes and we have graduate, uh, ultimately final exams for the students uh, just around the corner. But even as we're wrapping up a year and finding an opportunity to celebrate, our foundation is laying some significant work helping support the college. Um, really think about how do we help um, get provide resources to not only our college community, but our external community as well. And so the foundation has made a, um, a significant investment helping support uh, what we think will help strengthen the cultural experiences that we provide on our campus. And I would like to talk to you a little bit about uh, something that's up and coming, uh, some opportunities here uh, to connect with an individual you brought in. Would you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, it is one of the joys of being a part of the foundation, helping direct it, is to really look at those key levers uh, to really help the college grow and advance and also invest in our community. And in working with you, uh, we brought in Ryan Millar. Uh, he's a gold medalist uh, in the Olympics. But the Ryan's story is so moving and so motivational. Um, when I first met him, uh, he kind of definitely undersold himself, and so I was just I was trying to figure out, uh, you know, this whole genesis. But this the story of his is is pretty amazing. Um, he's a three time Olympian. The first Olympics he goes to, 
uh, in his own words, he said they were they were kind of the worst team in the entire world. Um, and granted, you have to be very good to get to the Olympics, um, but they didn't end up placing. And it was kind of like from that get go where he starts to dedicate himself. The team starts to dedicate themselves, and by within twelve years, they became the best team in the entire world. And you think about that about what what was the defining factor. Um, the players were pretty much the same. The team was kind of the same, but it was that development of culture. And of course, Ryan went on from playing in the Olympics, playing professional, uh, to becoming basically a vice president at a, a company called Culture Partners. And that's what his passion is, is, is like looking at organizations, focusing on culture. And, you know, I, th- I think like the buzzword in, in higher education or even in education in general is like, we need to develop a growth mindset. We need to think about how, how do we move forward. And that's the great thing about Ryan is that there's a system and a process. Everybody knows that they want to, you know, they want to try something different. They want to implement something. But unless you have kind of a structure, guide, guidelines and guardrails, uh, you may end up innovating, but it might not be the innovation that you want. And so um, the foundation uh, in working with the board of trustees, the president, uh, has invested to bring Ryan to our campus. He's actually going to be our graduation speaker, um, helping inspire. But I think the, the bigger work that's that's really exciting is um, he's going to have a presentation for our community, and we hope that all of the businesses and 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 people, uh, families, and kids, uh, if you if you really want to tr- truly show up and, and think about, well, you know, I always had this idea, I always had this this belief that I, I could do something more. Or, he has a an amazing mindset for how we implement change, and to work with him as a college, um, it, it is just one of the. I think it's a great strength because um, we are looking at that innovation of culture, laying that frowned work. Well, I appreciate your thoughts on that. As a college, um, I think you hit on a couple of things that, as a college, we know we need to do. And we need to be focused on excellence. And I think over the past few weeks on this program, we have highlighted many examples of excellence that is that is a, that has arisen inside this organization. And and I'm very proud of that. I know you're very proud of that. And when we start talking about that other word, innovation, innovation is really at the core of how we achieve excellence. And when we start looking internally, we have the the talent and all of the resources on our campus to actually elevate and figure out how we can actually further reach out and draw more students that are in need of um, whether it's a career change or maybe just assessing their next step in that and that educational pathway, um, that is really the core of why we're here. So excellence and innovation is really the core of what every academic institution uh, should be about. I know that our college uh, is and will be committed to that uh, as, a, as an organization moving forward. And I think that whole piece of culture uh, is absolutely right. In an organization, um, when we set those standards and make sure that we're 
constantly evaluating and measuring to those standards that I believe we will achieve that type of a goal. And I'm really excited to uh, uh, see Ryan Millar's work here uh, in our community uh, here over the next few days. Uh, Ryan actually, uh, Millar came in and spoke with our faculty and staff in January at our, our winter in service. Now he will be coming back talking to our students and our community. And it probably will not be the last of the relationship as we, we seek to uh, uh, utilize his skills over the coming year. Uh, to help this organization focus heavily on plans that move forward, that again, that will center on uh, excellence and again, innovation. You know, and, and Dr. Haas, I think, I think also the huge thing that we think about too, um, innovation is, is helping young people figure out what they want to do in life. And, and I know that that's part of uh, Ryan Millar's work will also be, you know, and you and I both have daughters that are freshmen in high school. And, and there certainly seems to be this huge pressure cooker about what, what should I be? What do I got to be? I got to have everything in life figured out. And um, I think as a community college is our mission. Also, part of that innovation is, is giving uh, students a chance to chase their future. They don't have to have it all figured out exactly yet. I mean, you put them in an environment where they're they're not going to spend every last cent, but they have an opportunity to really figure that out. And so you may want to share a couple things I know from your career, uh, working with young people, helping them do that. Um, I find it's such a passion of, of what a community college does and is. Well, I appreciate those thoughts. I, I would agree with you wholeheartedly. Um, you know, I spent eight years uh, teaching in the K-12 system in Michigan, uh, actually in two separate high schools, not very far from where my family farm was and still is. Um, both of those programs, uh, I had an opportunity to uh, work with young people. Um, when you are when you teach agriculture and uh, you're engaged, as, uh, as have an opportunity to advise them as an FFA advisor, um, Everything you do is thinking about their future and where their career could potentially lead uh, was interesting. It was there. I, Even though I grew up in the ag industry, it's there where I really got to know the ag industry. Uh, as we were looking at summer internships for students and you start talking to employers and, and hearing what local employers need, uh, what they don't need, um, you know, in many cases, it's someone who's actually going to show up on time. Uh, and, and that was 1992 to 2000. And those same messages are today. Um, it is no different. However, the opportunity for young people, um, and I shouldn't even use the word young people. We we have students. Uh, one of the core missions of the community college system is is to look at that workforce reskilling uh, of those between the ages of 24 and and 50. And the, and you hate to put any age limit on it because at the end of the day, it's all about development. And that's really what I gained uh, being a high school teacher and FFA advisor. Um, when I went back to my alma mater, Michigan State, and had an opportunity to work with uh, all the ag education programs across the state, or whether when I was at, in Illinois at a community college very similar to Eastern Wyoming College located in a rural community, 
in every one of those cases, um, I think our engagement with our, our private sector, with our engagement with our community, it is really the key to us moving forward. And, and a lot of that is about listening. So I, I would agree with you. That's a big part of, of what we should be doing as a college, uh, is being engaged not only internally, but externally to all those stakeholders with a focus of how we're going to help move students. And, and then I, I'm going to, John, I'm going to have you just wrap up one final thought before I give a closing, because we have one significant thing that's actually, a, there's always something significant. Um, doesn't matter whether it's our, our local K-12 partners or um, us as a college or even some of the work we're doing with universities, specifically like University of Wyoming. I mean, again, out of our commission, one of our charges is to utilize and, and um, foster those relationships directly with the University of Wyoming here in this state, with our external stakeholders. And these are part. I mean, these are written directions of uh, uh, really directives that we're a part of as an organization. And for us to be our best, to again focus on excellence and innovation. We have to listen uh, to, again, our internal stakeholders and our external. So actually here coming soon, we have a facility master planning process that will be rolling out. And we're required by the, uh, the state of Wyoming to complete this every three years. We have set up a three-day process, uh, actually beginning on May 15th and concluding on May 17th. We're we will have listening sessions on May 15th. Uh, those sessions will be with our faculty uh, internally in the organization. Um, on May 16th, we will be having um, listening sessions with our staff, which includes our obviously our student services and our business office. Uh, all those internal partners will um, be listened to about, again, what are the resources and facilities we need to better serve um, our customer? But then on the third day, which is the 17th, this is the community day. And we've put together specific topics. And would you like to talk about that a little bit? Because I know you're, you are in the process of sending out letters um, to our stakeholders in our community about uh, May 17th and the types of uh, opportunities there are for this community to give feedback. You know, and, and so, yes, so May 17th, um, we'll have emails sent out and also different kinds of letters here this week. Um, but we really need the community's input on what kind of infrastructure should we have, build, do, uh, in order to support students and also the, the, the workforce and everything. Um, I know Dr. Haas and I, we were, uh, one of the great things about the prom was there was, uh, you know, police officers in force there making sure everyone is safe and, uh, principals were there. And it seems that every time that we engage in the community, someone says, well, I have an idea. What about if you guys did this or what about this kind of option? And so none of us, I, I say are as brilliant as all of us. And so I, I want to have that kind of feedback pouring into our college so that uh, they can work with our architects, work with our administrative team, and really start putting a footprint down of what should this infrastructure look like. And it can touch a whole bunch of different kinds of lives. Uh, we have some great dual credit, concurrent credit programs in the high schools. Um, we have you know opportunities for classes in the evenings, for workforce, uh, people returning to work. 
And so that's just kind of the challenge that we put out there on Lancers Live this morning is begin thinking about what what ideas do you have that really drive um, this college forward? And a lot of times it comes from having the infrastructure to do the plan, the idea, the dream. And uh, there will be a survey that people can fill out, four quick questions, uh, but it gets at that. And so we'll take those ideas uh, and go through the process, and it'll definitely give us a great blueprint for the kind of college that our community is expecting us to be. And I'll end this program on that particular note. Um, I think uh, you had shared something that really is part, I think, the strength of Eastern Wyoming College and has historically been part of the wisdom of, of how things are led. Um, we have seen from the this campus's inception um, a, a pattern of growth over decades that have added uh, opportunities for transfer program expansion and career program expansion, uh, with probably the most recent being the A-Tech and the C-Tech. And these particular uh, expansions, they are helping provide the type of skills training that's necessary for, again, that 21st century workforce. Um, we are going to, on that community day, there will be a day where we're going to be inviting and bringing in um, our foundation partners, our Goshen Economic uh, Development, looking at our industry partners, uh, just the community as a whole where a forum can be provided to say if we partnered with other entities, whether it's Banner Health, uh, Torrington High School, uh, whatever those, right, uh, our county fairgrounds. Coupled with, there, there are a lot of partners we would like to see at the table so we can have that conversation and collect feedback again. Where are the areas that we can strengthen relationships, talking about uh, what we can do best for not only the college, but this community? And so with that, um, we, we definitely, uh, like John has said, would like you to turn your your uh, thinking, put your thinking cap on. And if you can't attend the forums, uh, we do have a link where you can provide feedback. Um, it's probably not on our website yet, but that's something that we can look towards. And uh, um, again, an opportunity to provide feedback. And if it does not work for you on May 17th, uh, we would still like to figure out a way to make sure that your feedback is heard. So with that, um, I want to thank you again for listening to Lancer Live, and we will see you next week.